we belong dead. Welcome to part two of episode two of We Belong Dead, the horror aficionados podcast where we talk out of our ass, but we really believe in it. Uh, you listened to part one, and I'm proud and happy to announce that since that episode, uh, I have taken Ian on as my uh, full-time co-pilot on We Belong Dead. Uh, the two of us are going to take turns every week asking uh, a different friend of ours to join us to talk horror. And um, hopefully it'll be a lot of fun. We'll have a lot of themed episodes. Uh, you guys know Aaron from uh, Airport Road, the podcast. He was on Communitoid. Is it Communitoid? Radio Detoid. Radio Detoid. Yep. Um, okay. All right. Uh, he's here right now you while know. I'm recording this intro. But we're going to do a Nightmare on Elm Street-themed episode featuring him. Uh, we're going to have Ben come in, maybe do the Pumpkinhead series. <laughs> or something to that nature, but uh, it should be a good time, and uh, I just wanted to get that out of the way up front. So you heard uh, the first 31, uh, I don't know what the what it shook out to be. Anyway, this is the second half of the uh, movies that Ian and I watched way back in October. Uh, I hope you enjoy it, and uh, tell your friends that you love them. I don't know if I said that at the end of the podcast or not, but you can't say it enough because it really does matter. Uh, so I'll wrap it up now and get to part two. Uh, be sure to spread us around. And when you see this on Facebook, it takes less than a second. Click that share button and, uh, get us out there to the world. And without further ado, uh, here is part two of the supersized, uh, episode two, uh, we belong dead. Uh, number 14 is Bubba Hotep. Nice. Which, Another Coscarelli. Which I, which I adore. And, uh, my girlfriend Sam had never seen it. Mm. And so I watched it with a friend of hers who loved it as well, and and she is she single. It's a forty-five-year-old man, but is I think, but I think so, <laughs> yeah. Um, but she loved it as she should. It was kind of a test because um, if <laughs> she didn't love it, then uh, well, let's just say uh, you wouldn't be getting any more brownies in the future. No. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a shame. It would. Yeah, Bubba Hotep is a uh, a sad movie. It really it's depressing. <laughs> it's a tearjerker. Uh and I I didn't expect that going in the first time I watched it and I'm like, why why do I have feelings right yeah. now? Especially the most pitiful thing of and I think a lot of people who've seen this movie will agree is like the Lone Ranger old man. Like, oh yeah. Oh, that one hurt me a little bit. Uh, oof. Yeah. That's a wonderfully weird movie. Like everything about that movie is just off, but well, it works for the story. You know? Well, and it's funny, like having uh, just recently watched Phantasm. Like I'm watching, I'm like, is that is that Reggie? Oh it's yeah, fucking yeah. Reggie! <laughs> yeah, still got that ponytail. Trying to make that work. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen it? <laughs> um, <laughs> I gotta find a karaoke place that has that song. I don't think you will. I'm gonna search. I'll just get Reggie to play it. <laughs> He's not doing anything. <laughs> no, he's probably at a convention right now. Um, 
Why can't I remember the name of the author of that story? Uh, Joe Lansdale. Have you ever read any of his stuff? No. He's pretty great. He, he He's out of Nacogdoches, Texas. Is he the one that did Red? The one about the... The, the kind dog. Of, the kind of hermity guy. That's, the... uh, that's Jack Ketchum. Gotcha. Okay. He's fantastic, too. Okay. Um, he's actually a future guest on Conversations from the Weird. I've already talked to him. Is he really? That's awesome. Yeah. He and Lucky McKee work together a lot. Um, but yeah, he's great. But Joe Lansdale is... Uh, uh, I don't want to put a label on him because to be to say like, well, he's like the Stephen King of Texas isn't, right. isn't fair because right. he's not really like Stephen King. At yeah. all. He's very brutal and very like punch in the fucking throat about right. his writing. And uh, the original short story for Bubba Hotep is great, and they, yeah. they did a great job adapting it. Good. I have a few of his like collections of short stories, mm-hmm. which to me are his better stuff. I, yeah, horror novels. It takes a lot for me to get into. Sure. Uh, but like a collection of horror short stories I love. And he has several that are fantastic. I'm kind of that way with, uh, Cl- Barker. I, I do love his novels. I, I, you'd be hard pressed to show me a Barker project that I didn't at least really dig. Right. Um, but like the books of blood, I mean, you really can't get any better than that. You it's know? true. That's very true. Um, okay. Next for me. Uh, what did I do? Uh, I did Carpenter. I, did, I watched a lot of Stuart Gordon and John Carpenter. Uh, Reanimator. Yeah. It's just a staple. It's yeah. the fucking movie it's okay. for me. Like, yeah. it's Herbert West. As, it's, it's a terrible adaptation of a Lovecraft series. Oh, yeah. But it is a fucking great movie. Um, so much so that I tend to forget it's actually a Lovecraft thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, it's obvious that Stuart Gordon loves. Lovecraft. Sure. He's not, he's not, you know, pissing on the material or anything, sure. but if you made Reanimator the way it was written, it would be a pretty boring <laughs> movie. Um, and, uh, Jeffrey Combs in this flick is just, or in any of the Reanimator so flicks. Dry. I love the third one, Beyond Reanimator. In, in the prison? Yeah. Yeah, it's fantastic. Uh, he, I think he is at his height of being awesome as Herbert West in that third one. Yeah. Uh, and I, and I like, always get chills at the ending of, of Beyond Reanimator when he, you know, finds it in his pocket, right. tosses it, and then <laughs> slowly starts walking away and then you hear the music start playing. I'm just like, ah! <laughs> I love it. Uh, Reanimator is the go-to classic for me of that era. The um, uh, hack slash Reanimator crossover was pretty <laughs> was entertaining great. as well. Um, yeah, and... Um, Oh, why can't I rem- I can't remember names tonight. The guy that played Doctor Hill, yeah, David Gale, yeah, he's an asshole. He's an asshole, but I, it's it's sad. He he died not long after the second Reanimator. Oh, okay. and that's a real bummer because I I think that he could have become a, a Vincent Price type of I could see horror that. icon, sure, you know, yeah. and it's just uh a real bummer that he didn't. Apparently at the premiere, legend has it, at the premiere of Reanimator, David Gale's wife left him uh, because of the scene where the decapitated head is... Really? Yeah. Uh, but That's uh, upsetting. Everyone involved says that like at the premiere, she was like, how could you? And, and stormed out of the theater. And they how got could divorce. you have your head cut off and then put yeah, between um, legs? It's just such a fun, dry, crazy... Um, 
This is I've written an essay about this movie about my first time watching it. Your, um, your dissertation? It really is. Uh, yeah. I, I snuck it in when I was way too young, uh, like <laughs> seven, eight. Apparently, uh, we watched a lot of fucked up movies yeah, when we were seven at Video to Go, and it was. Uh, and I, we probably talked about this the last podcast, but the cover. You know, I never sure. thought about going to the horror section, but I could see this cover because it was like crazy green, and I snuck it in between. Uh, Herbie goes bananas, and the Apple Dumpling Gang rides again. Holy shit! Uh, well done. And uh, watched it at like six a.m. on my huge parent, my parents' huge TV with the volume like all the way down, like right at the TV, staring at it. And whenever I would hear like something in the house, I hit pause. Like, what am I gonna do? Uh, but then later on, my dad. Later on that day, my dad came in with the tape and was like, "Did you read this?" And I was like, "Yeah." <laughs> He's like, have you watched it yet? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> He's like, was it any good? And I was like, it's scary. Yeah. So then he and I had a movie night and we watched Reanimator together yeah. when I was like seven or eight years old. Um, Sounds but a lot like my dad, actually. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those that has, it's, it's a great movie that has like a great connection for me. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so watch Reanimator. Yeah. Right now. Yeah, go ahead and pause this and uh, <laughs> come back. Um, number 15. We have a streamatorium for Reanimator. Yeah. Yeah. I um, think. <laughs> I think we I'm do. I'm pretty sure you do. I think that's actually one of the first ones you did, yeah, if I remember I, correctly. I think, I think you're right. Um, number 15 for me is Your Next. Ah, oh, I love which that Which I hadn't movie. seen prior to Larry to Fessenden is in that movie. Uh, he's the guy at the beginning who gets who comes out of the shower. Oh, okay. That's Glass Eye Picks, Larry Fessenden. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and Ty West is in it. Yeah. <laughs> Ty West is great. He's wrecked it? in the face. Um, playing Ty West. Yeah. I believe. Yeah. Um, I was, it was very satisfying. That was a very, uh, really good movie. Um, <clears throat> I loved the, uh, the Aussie chick. <laughs> oh, yeah. Who was just kicking copious amounts of ass. All my life I've been looking oh, for gosh. the magic. I remember being, being like halfway through that movie and being like, how many times magic. am I going to hear this? <laughs> In my and actually, uh, apparently, I love that they picked a song from the seventies that no one had ever heard, but it right. sounds like a song that you should know. Right, <laughs> I love it. it. Was perfect. Yeah, um, that was actually turned out to be a good date movie because I, I, yeah. I saw that with Sam and and she dug it too. So. Nice. Yeah, yeah, that's one of those uh, new classics. Yeah, for maybe. sure, it's great. I don't know if it's, it's too soon to say it'll be a classic, but yeah. it's it's really good. Yeah. It's and, and, and it's got um, AJ Bowen who I fucking love, uh, the guy with the beard. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's like kind of a newer. Yeah, he's all over like every horror film. He's he's fantastic though. He was also in uh, Ty West new in uh, the uh, Sacrament. Oh okay. Yeah, he started in that. Gotcha. I haven't seen that one yet. Oh, you should check. I out need. The I, I still haven't caught up on Ty West. That's on the queue. I think. Yeah. Uh, Sacramento. It's really, really good. Uh, who's next? Is a very good movie. Um, okay, this is a newer one. It's called Mister Jones. I saw trailers for this, and I was intrigued. Yeah, I liked it a yeah. lot. Uh, I know a lot of other people I've talked to did not like it. Yeah, it's on Netflix right now. Uh, yeah, it's on Netflix. It is, um, a found footage or a, you know, mockumentary style, sure. whatever. Um, about these, this couple who move into the woods 
near this famous reclusive artist named Mr. Jones. Yeah. Makes these sculptures that are insane and, and there are all these rumors about him being, uh, like a Crowley type of, oh, nice, uh, occult, you know, and it just kind of unravels and the movie, it's a very slow burn. But once it hits the point where you would like kind of see the spark, yeah, everything just unravels into a glorious like uh, uh, fever dream psychosis of really? like insanity. Yeah, uh, it's a really good, really uh, unnerving downward spiral of a film. Yeah, I, I liked it a lot. Uh, I'm, I'm a little more forgiving of found footage. I know. Uh, a lot of people are just kind of done to death with it. Yeah. Um, but, and, and I, I see their point, but sure. I think if it's, if it's done well, it's, it's just a subgenre. It's sure. not, you know, I think it's proved, uh, that it isn't just a passing fad because we still have it. I mean, you know, it right. may have started with Blair Witch or whatever, but yeah. there have been movies since then that, that keep that style, um, that are, are good enough, I think. To keep it going, right, and, and that's that's the thing. I mean, just like any subgenre, um, you will have some bad ones, but there are always going to be some gems, yeah, that, that are worth it sticking around. Like yeah, you yeah, said. definitely. Uh, a good double feature with this. I, I don't believe I watched it as a double feature this go around, but uh, also on the instant queue is a movie called The Conspiracy. I've heard about that one. Yeah. That's really cool. That's yeah. uh, a found footage film uh, about a couple of quote-unquote documentarians who are um, investigating secret cults um, of the like an Illuminati type of thing and they end up getting too close and it's not quite as crazy as Mr. Jones but it's got that same kind of like what the fuck there's no way out of this what are they going to do type of vibe to it but it's a good double feature with it good Let's check that one out. Yeah, you should. Yeah, I'll, I I will. God. Um, my next Universal Classic double feature: Sundown, a Vampire in Retreat. <laughs> um, Frankenstein. Okay. And Young Frankenstein. <laughs> nice. Um, because I couldn't. I was racking my brain trying to think of like a good semi-modern Frankenstein yeah. movie, and there really aren't any. Um, ben Helsing. No. <laughs> <laughs> there was a time that I really liked Van Helsing. I'm not gonna oh lie. Oh my god! Yeah. Really? Yeah. Um, oh. But again, werewolves options are limited. Yeah, true. Um, and also Kate Beckinsale in that costume. Yeah, that's also true. Man, it's a terrible movie though. Yeah. Uh, for, I mean, yeah, the, the original Frankenstein. There's yeah. you can't. There's nothing to say. No. To, it's just beautiful. Yeah. Um, um, and of course, Young Frankenstein is a Mel Brooks movie. So really the same criteria. There's nothing to say. It's just beautiful. <laughs> Young Frankenstein is a perfect film. Yeah. That was one of the first, I hate to keep going back to my dad on stuff, but right. one of the first movies that he and I like clicked on was Young Frankenstein. It's not a bad one. One of those that at the dinner table, my sister and mom hated us because we were constantly quoted out of context and oh, like what the hell is I, going I on i absolutely love doing that <laughs> yeah uh that is uh that is probably my number one go-to movie yeah is young frankenstein if i'm looking for something to put in and i'm just overwhelmed sure i'm just fuck it i'll put in young frankenstein i know i'm <laughs> gonna love it yeah 
And it recently came out on Blu-ray, like the however many year yeah, anniversary. 40th, maybe. Maybe, yeah. Somewhere um, around there. Yeah. On, it's on Blu-ray at Walmart for like 10 bucks. Yeah. so you should buy it. I picked it up at Walmart uh, the night it came out. I was kind of shocked that they yeah. had it. Because occasionally, if there's a uh, run-of-the-mill title that I want enough that I think Walmart would have it, right. I'll go out there Monday night. Sure. Because they start stocking their new stuff at midnight on Monday right. night. And uh, they had it there. I was kind of shocked. So I picked it up. But then... A few days later, I went to Best Buy, and they had an exclusive steelbook of it. And I was like, well, I have to get And it was like 10 bucks. Oh, my God. I was like, I have to get this. So I gave my regular copy to Ben. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, the steelbook's pretty great. I mean, really, you think about 20 bucks for a Young Frankenstein steelbook. It's not bad. (laughs) Right, yeah. Um, And I brightened someone else's day by giving them a copy of Young Frankenstein. I am a sucker for steelbooks. I am, too. It's kind of of a sickness. (laughs) Yeah. Have you you've seen my? I have a whole row. Oh yeah, that's just steelbook. I can't. Yeah. I, There's. I hate uh, it. I love it and I hate it. Um. What, oh shit! What was the last Rob Zombie movie? Uh, Lords, of, Lords Salem. of Salem. There's the Lords of Salem steelbook. I got it. Okay. <laughs> uh, they also have, I think, the original Evil Dead. They do. As a steelbook, I've got that as well. Yeah, but yeah, <laughs> I've I've still got my uh, Evil Dead one DVD in the Necronomicon package. Nice. So that's, that's good nice enough. One. Um. I've gotten a couple of uh, uh, British steelbooks. Oh, yeah. They put out some really nice ones, too. Nice. One for Jaws that I got. I think the other one that I got from them was Return of the Living Dead. Nice. They're both, uh, but they're all regions, so. Oh, nice. Yeah. you got to make sure. Yeah. That's a nice tip, people, because <laughs> <laughs> I go to Amazon.co.uk pretty often. Oh, yeah. Uh, Britain's answer to Scream Factory would be um, Arrow Video. Okay. Well, actually, America's answer to Arrow Video would be Scream Factory, gotcha. to be fair. Um, but almost everything they put out is Region B, but it's like this amazing, flashy new artwork and like crazy features and great packaging. And uh, But make sure that it's in all regions. Make sure you can actually I've watch it. I've been burned <laughs> a few too many times yeah. on that. Uh, what, what was your title? Uh, Frankenstein, Young Frankenstein. Oh, yeah. So, so it's Two on great you. ones. Um, well, you'll probably appreciate this one. Joe Dante's classic, The Howling. I'm going to cross that off my list. Ah, <laughs> excellent. Uh, that's actually the first Scream Factory Blu-ray I've, I bought. Oh, nice. That's a good one. A lot of, uh, a lot of features on there. The commentary track is pretty, uh, entertaining as well. Yeah. Um, I, this movie gets a lot of hate. Yeah. And I don't understand it. I think I, I it's think, a really good movie. I think the hate mostly just stems from the fact that it's always put up against American Werewolf. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And in, in that line, I can I can see like how that's the lesser of the two. Yeah. But I still don't get like the outright hate. Like I I think it's a great flick. Yeah, I do too. I, I really um and all the like the sub stories. Yeah. Um, Robert Picardo's character and all that stuff and that ending shot of her on the news desk. Yeah. It's, I, I really, I really... Mean, and it's Joe Dante. I mean, it's it's sure. gremlins for grown-ups. Right. You know? Well, and, you know, you know, everyone credits American Werewolf with having the fantastic transformation, and it does. Yeah. Um, but The Howling has some good ones, too. Yeah, um, I'm not... I'm always a little weirded out by, like, the, the bubbling skin thing that was going on. Like, <laughs> yeah. that, was, that was strange and probably yeah. unnecessary, but... Um, Doesn't really make sense. No, yeah. not at all. But uh, but still really good. Yeah, it's it's it's. I think 
It's a werewolf movie that doesn't take itself as seriously as American Werewolf. Right. Uh, but what works for American Werewolf is that it does take itself seriously. Right. And the comedy is very dark comedy as opposed to just being yeah. kind of silly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, not that The Howling is a goofball comedy or anything. Comparatively, though, I think it, sure. it's yeah probably yeah. closer. Sure. But this, uh, The Howling... I think I got the story right that for years and years Landis wanted Rick Baker because he'd written American Werewolf in like 69. Right. And it always talked to Rick Baker about doing the makeup for it. Right. And I think what, I think what kicked Landis in the ass to make the movie was that Baker had told him he agreed to be, to do the do effects the for the howling. Right. And Landis was like, fuck you. I'm making American Werewolf in London. Right. Leave the howling. Yeah. So he did, yeah, and then the, which was a smart choice. On yeah, his part. I think Baker's like uh, second um, ended up doing the Howling. Yeah, I can't remember his name. I'm so sorry. Again, there's one person in the audience screaming at their uh, <laughs> yeah at their iPhone right now. Oh, I forgot Slim Pickens. I love Slim Pickens. <laughs> uh, yeah, but the Howling is definitely worth worth checking out. Yeah, I, I haven't seen any of the sequels. Ooh. Uh, there's one about kangaroos, right? Yeah, and actually, uh, if if Walt is listening, shout out to Walt. He uh, we were talking about it on Facebook, and he uh, he coined the term. Let's see if I can get it right on the first try. Uh, like kangaroo throat. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and I thought I thought uh, I thought that was good. A like, subgenre of one. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. Some of them. Well, they're all pretty bad. Uh, the yeah. second one is is good. Uh, it's got Christopher Lee in it. Oh, right on. I didn't know um, that. And uh, I think it's called The Howling 2, Your Sister's a Werewolf. Yeah. <laughs> really um, on the nose with that one. Yeah. Uh, then there's one. It's like the fourth one, and it's almost like uh, uh, The Howling meets Clue. Oh, uh, I could be are like, that. They're like in a, in a castle, and one of them's the werewolf, and they're trying to figure out who it is. And, okay. And the werewolf is picking them off one by one, but they know it's someone in their group. That sounds a lot like uh, The Beast Must Die. I'm not familiar with that one. It, was it Cushing? It was an amicus film uh, in the 70s. But, yeah, there's okay. that same kind of uh, who was the werewolf. And I think, like, in the theater they actually had a werewolf break for people to, like, write their... <laughs> Who they thought the world? Anyway, huh? Um, <laughs> anyway, and then there's one that uh, I think it's Halloween. Uh, Halloween, uh, the Howling Five, uh, the freaks. <laughs> is it five? Of oh, them? there's like nine of them. Are you serious? Yeah, it's wow. bad. Um, and it's uh, basically it, it turns out that it's a werewolf is the main character uh, ends up fighting a uh, vampire. So it was like Underworld before Underworld was cool. Okay. Um, but the, the vampire is interesting because he's a very like strong, beastly, like Nosferatu type vampire. Okay. And, but for some reason he's just straight up purple. Really? Yeah. Um, an interesting werewolf design on that one as well. Um, it's worth a watch. It's, it's <laughs> <Is> good. It? <laughs> what about the Howling Reborn? Did you see that? That came out just like a couple years ago. Oh, fuck that movie. Not good? No. Okay. It's, uh... I remember almost picking it up a couple times no, at Walmart. No, don't. Because it, it was on Instant Q for a while, and I just kind of, like, burned through it, and, uh... It's like an R-rated Teen Wolf. Like, the MTV Teen Wolf. Okay. Yeah, don't. 
don't. Fair enough. Um, and I think the uh, I don't think they actually made their own werewolf costumes. I think they just got the uh, the fuck ups and throwaways from Underworld. Oh wow! Yeah, that's pretty bad. That doesn't sound great. No. Um. All right. So the Howling. Uh. Yeah. Uh. Let's see. Number seventeen. A movie we both have great love for. Uh. Monster Squad. Oh yeah. That's yeah. Classic children's. Uh, yeah. The way children's horror should be done. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Give it's the, the Goonies for monster kids. Sure. Uh, yeah. Give me the amulet, you bitch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Seven year old bitch. <laughs> yeah. I always uh, like, I remember the garlic pizza on the on the face. Yeah. Yeah. I really liked the guy that played the werewolf in that movie too. Me too. It was really very uh, classic. Yeah. Like. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like the scene Cheney where style. the scene where he's calling the cop to warn him and yeah, he's like yeah. transforming like big conversation yeah. like he's gonna kill your son like that like being a kid like that scene freaked me out a little bit yeah understandably um, I mean I love the movie and I knew it was supposed to be more geared towards kids but that scene I was like oh okay okay we can move on now <laughs> thanks <laughs> that's another Fred Decker yeah classic yeah uh, man that fucking guy just doesn't get he's what on he point. deserves yeah. he really is uh yeah, Monster Squad, uh, dif- difficult to beat for um for a kid, definitely. Um, I have another Stuart Gordon. Uh, I think this is my third Stuart Gordon film. Uh, From Beyond. I haven't seen it. Another Lovecraft adaptation. Right. I put in quotes. Uh, also with Jeffrey Combs, of course. Go figure. Uh, and Barbara Crampton, who uh, I still have a crush on to this day. <laughs> she was in uh, Your Next. She was the mom in Your Next. Gotcha. Uh, was the same woman that was the love interest in Reanimator. Um, real quick, back to Your Next because I forgot to mention it. When the f- initial attack happens, yeah, I'm like, I really hope everyone dies because <laughs> yeah. they're all fucking worthless human beings. <laughs> they're all pretty terrible. <laughs> uh, I like the guy that plays the dad. Yeah, that. he was in. Uh, he's in a lot of Fairly Brothers movies. He kept reminding me of, and it took me a minute to realize who he reminded me of. But he reminded me of uh, David Byrne from yeah, The Talking Heads. Definitely, yeah. I could see that. Yeah, um, like why aren't you wearing a, a, a suit jacket that's yourself, way too big? <laughs> how do I work this? And now we go to The Talking Heads. <laughs> uh, from Beyond is um, it's uh, Gordon's follow up to Reanimator, yeah. and he's stuck with uh, Lovecraft. It's it's uh it's crazy it's it's i love the movie a lot um yeah. there's a, a decent amount of like uh bdsm uh oh, that's type good. of stuff going on sure um it's a mad scientist film uh jeffrey combs plays a, a radically different role from reanimator where he's a protagonist victim if oh, you will okay. uh it's all about um experimenting with the pineal gland Okay. Which is supposed to open up other dimensions and. Gotcha. Uh, it's really, really crazy. Um, Ken Faree also is in this. You get to see Ken Faree in a Speedo. Oh. Uh, oh, good. So, selling point. Absolutely. Uh, it's a slimy, grotesque, uh, horror show. Yeah. That is just delicious. And it, it is, it pairs very well with Reanimator. Um, one movie that comes to Scream mind. Factory also put this out. Of course. I have so many Scream Factory releases in my list. Might as well just buy stock. I would love for them to start sponsoring the fucking podcast. There you go. 
I've sent them like three emails over the past like six months. Really? Requesting um, screener copies of their stuff to be able to review them. Sure. On here. Yeah. Before their release date. And they keep sending me shit back. And they're like, that's just, we have so few and they're all spoken for. And I'm like, don't be a dick. <laughs> I love your fucking product. All <laughs> I do is sing bone. your praises. Yeah. I'm not like trying to swindle like the the Halloween box set, like, you know. Like, I, <laughs> send me Pumpkinhead Two Blood Please, rings. I'm gonna buy it. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, yeah, you know. So anyway, hopefully one day someone needs to start a petition and send it to Scream Factory yeah. for them to start uh, uh, getting on board with We Belong Dead. Um, one movie that comes to mind whenever I think of like uh, uh, Reanimator uh-huh. um, that I didn't watch and I kind of doubt that you watched, but I just want to give it a shout out for those who haven't seen it. Um, because I watched Reanimator in this film about the same time, they kind of like have uh, have re- uh, resonate together. In my Sundown head. of Vampire and Retreat. No, no. Uh, Cemetery Man. I love Cemetery yeah. Man. Yeah, yeah. I really. Uh, that's one that I hope Scream Factory. Yeah, that zones would be in awesome. on. It's out of print. Yeah, uh, I've got a. I have a DVD copy, luckily. Yeah. Um, but I, I remember going on like Amazon. I was going to get it for Christmas for somebody. Yeah. And it was like the cheapest that somebody was selling. It was like 130 bucks. And I was like, holy shit, I'm glad that I own this movie. But it really needs a Blu-ray treatment. I think Germany maybe put out this insanely stellar Blu-ray set not long ago that was like four discs maybe and like fold-out packaging and looked beautiful. That's nuts. Um, But yeah, I didn't watch it. I wish I had. I I really like that movie a lot. I need to get into the comic. Dylan Dog. Oh, right. Did you ever see Dylan Dog? I didn't. I liked it. Yeah. Uh, it certainly isn't great. Starring Superman, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, it certainly isn't great, but it's a lot of fun. It has a very Decker kind of vibe to it, actually. One of the uh, uh, one of the things I really kick myself about, I was in Italy uh, a few years ago uh, for a wedding, and... I'm really pissed at myself that I didn't pick up any Dylan Dog comic books. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, because they're still in newsstands, and because oh, it's wow. Italy, and they actually have newsstands that <laughs> right, have, right. have like ungodly amounts of magazines and newspapers and comic books. Um, I really, really wish I picked up some of those. I mean, and they're they're in Italian. I would have known what the fuck was going on in the comic right. book, but I don't care. It, I, yeah. I know there's a huge compendium available. Sure, uh, translated. Right. Um, I saw it at, I think, the Barnes & Noble in Roanoke yeah. years ago and never picked it up and I really kind of hated myself ever since right. <laughs> for not doing that. Uh, what was it, From Beyond last? Yes. All right. Yes. Hit me. Uh, you'll appreciate this one as well. Uh, number 18, The Haunted World of El Superbisto. Excellent. I love that. Uh, um, it's so good. <laughs> I wish they would release a soundtrack. Yeah. I wish they would make a live action version, like <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Rob Zombie was talking. Like he's he said that he like that was the plan was to do a, the graphic novel, then do the animated version, and then hopefully make a live action mo- with mostly the voice cast as yeah. the cast. Yeah, well, I guess I could do it again. I mean, <laughs> I haven't seen Rosario Dawson in a while, and I'd like to. So let's make that. happen. I don't see her enough. No. <laughs> Why are we not together, Rosario Dawson and I? Doesn't know what she's missing, man. I need you guys to start a petition <laughs> to send to Rosario Dawson. Uh, yeah, Haunted World of El Super Beast is crazy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't 
don't know what else to say about it. I, <laughs> it's like Rob Zombie's wife fucks a robot. Um, Paul Giamatti and his finest work as Doctor Satan. Chris Hardwick did most of the music. Did he? Yeah, him and his uh, Hard and Firm. Okay. Chris Hardwick and uh, somebody firm, and I can't remember his first name. I'm so sorry. Is uh, Jonah, um, maybe? No, it's not one of the guys from The Nerdist. Oh, okay. Um, but, yeah, they did a lot of the, the music. Um, and, of course, Banjo and Sullivan. Right. Uh, <laughs> that's a really fun one. Uh, next, for me, was The People Under the Stairs. Um. Lately, it's been getting more love, but I remember for years I always thought, like, why don't people mention this when they talk about Wes Craven? Right. Uh, it is such a good, a good, uh, creative use of one location. Right. Okay. Film. Right. Uh, they turn the the house that this movie takes place into is insane. Yeah. Uh, and and the way that it's like a murder maze yeah. type of thing. Uh, all the performances are fantastic. It's got uh, two people from Twin Peaks, uh, Big Ed and Nadine. Okay. Were their names in Twin Peaks? They were insane <laughs> on that show, and a couple, and they're right. the same. It's almost like the same characters. Nice. Uh, well, for her anyway. He, he's a little stranger in this, but uh, there. Have you seen the people under the stairs? I haven't. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> Maybe yeah. we should scrap this whole thing. <laughs> I mean, we're only a quarter of the way through. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's it's really really good though. It's yeah. it's one of those. Uh, Wes Craven films that kind of slipped through the cracks, I think. I remember, like, I, I, I have memories of it just because, um, I remember that it was advertised in comic books a lot. Yeah, it at was. That time. Yeah. yeah. And that was back when I was first starting, like, collecting single issue comic books as right. a kid. And so that and, like, uh, Meteor Man and Vampire oh, in Brooklyn. Meteor, oh, Vampire <laughs> in Brooklyn. Yeah. That was Wes Craven too, wasn't it? Vampire in Brooklyn? I think it was. I'm pretty sure it was. I know it's some big hor- horror guy, and I'm pretty sure it's Wes Craven. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. Oof. This is better than that. Yeah, I should hope <laughs> so. <laughs> the People Under the Stairs is another one that I saw too young. But, yeah. But it kind of made sense because the main character is a kid. Sure. It's, uh, it's like, oh, the definitely Monster not Squad. a kid's film. <laughs> but it's, yeah, it's back when that used to happen, where like the, the main character in a way too violent gory horror film was a kid so right. everything was from his perspective sure. but you weren't supposed to watch it as a kid like, right. it just didn't make sense it really doesn't happen that much anymore it doesn't uh not enough yeah i think it's time that we do something about that sure what's uh what's up for you next uh let's see okay here is my one triple feature um but i kind of it was kind of a cheat because it was three Masters of Horror movies. Oh, excellent. I love that series. Yeah. Uh, I just sent out an email last night. I do this way too often where I announce something, but it's like I don't even know if it's going to happen. Right. Uh, but I just sent out an email to Mick Garris. Nice. Uh, to be on Conversations. Oh, that'd be awesome. The weird. I have a feeling that he may agree to do it because he seems very approachable like that. Sure. And looking at his history, that's kind of how he started. Yeah. 
with his interview show on cable access and stuff, he would get guys like Landis and Wes Craven and yeah. Carpenter on. So hopefully in the future you'll be able to hear a uh, Mick Garris um, conversations. Yeah. Awesome. So uh, which ones did you watch? I watched uh, Cigarette Burns. Love that one. Uh, the Damned Thing. I want to love that one more than I do. Yeah, me too. Because I, I know Toby why. Hooper. Right. <laughs> yeah. um, and the V word. The V word. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. With uh, Michael Ironside. Yeah, yeah. He's great. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's really great. Um, I loved all three of them. Yeah, um, I think Cigarette Burns is probably my favorite master. And of and this is the the callback to Ninth Gate. Was because it's kind of the same thing. Like eccentric billionaire wants yeah. a hard to find, possibly evil. And Udo Kier is so fucking great. And where he's where he's tossing the ice cubes. Yep. The God. Yeah. yeah. And that's Norman Reedus, man. Yeah. People who love fucking Daryl Dixon Dead now. I brought when and uh, let me pick up all these names that I'm dropping. But when I met him uh, uh, at a convention a while back. I brought up cigarette burns, yeah, and immediately, I think I've told you about this before. Where it's nice to have something in the back of your head when you're going to meet a celebrity at a convention, right? Something in the back of your head that you genuinely do love that they did that maybe didn't get the credit it deserved. Sure. And for him, that was like dude, fucking cigarette burns, and he was like, "Really?" <laughs> I was like, "Dude, I loved it." And he right. was like, "That was so funny." They went on for like 20 minutes about working with John Carpenter. That's awesome. I was like, this is great, but that. Of that entire series, that might be my favorite uh, yeah. episode, and a lot of it has to do with it being kind of a meta talking, you know, film within film sure. type of type of thing. But uh, it's definitely better than Carpenter's last theatrical release, The Ward. Yeah, I, I didn't see that one. Don't. It's upsetting because I'm Carpenter. Sorry, I love John Carpenter, but and it's Amber Heard. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. And it's Jared Harris. I'm a big fan of Jared yeah. Harris. Um. But it just it doesn't work. It no. feels like a TV movie. That's upsetting. Yeah, but uh, cigarette burns. Yeah, I love that. And um, the damn thing. The damn thing. I just I love Toby Hooper so much yeah. that I can't admit that I didn't really like that as much as I should have. I liked it, um, but I, did, I mean, I didn't love it. Yeah. Um, I think it's kind of funny that I chose two of the ones with the Boondock Brothers in it. But uh, oh yeah, that's right. Um, but yeah, I I, I thought it was. The title of that one comes from a Rocky Erickson song, though, which is kind of cool. Well, it's actually a uh, a, sh- a short story, right? Um, um, which, um, um, well, it's called the damn thing. Yeah, the guy that did the Devil's Dictionary. Why can't I remember his name? Ambrose Bierce. Yep. Yeah. <sighs> yep. Because um, I've actually got that that book in my um, uh, Amazon wish list. Nice. Hint, hint for all the listeners. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I I, I dug it, um, and then the V word. I That's liked. why I need to rewatch because I think I only saw it once. Well, it, it's funny because like as I was watching it at first, I'm, I wasn't really on it because it almost felt like an episode of like Are You Afraid of the Dark or Goosebumps? Like at the beginning, like just like the feel of it and like the two teenagers like right. doing a dare that's going to end badly, you know. But then it got uh, a little more hardcore, and uh, it, it was it was good. It was good. Michael Ironside as a insane. Uh, vampire who turns to young teenagers and um, apparently was somewhat of a pedophile in life. Yeah. So that's, that's fun. Um, but yeah, it's good, it's good time. That series, uh, Master of Horror, is so uh, 
inventive. Yeah. It's such a great idea. I love the, uh, the John Landis one with the, the deer, deer woman. woman. Yeah. I, I love when that the, uh, hot. dude. Yeah. <laughs> and I, and I also love Brian Ben Ben, the, the guy, the schlub. Yeah. From, I know him from Dream On, uh, the HBO show, and then from, uh, a really great movie that, uh, it's a George Lucas joint that nobody really knows called, uh, Son of a Bitch. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, called, I can't believe I can't remember this, uh, this title, uh, Radio Land Murders. Okay. Um, which was a movie that George Lucas made only to test new video equipment <laughs> and ended up just releasing it as a film, but it's really good. That's great. Um, but yeah, there's the, and that's, that's all Mick Garris too, yeah. is Masters of Horror. He, he made it all happen. Um, I love the scene in the Deer Woman. Well, there's two scenes, but for different reasons. But uh, one of my favorite scenes is when the, the schlub cop is like going through theories of what could have possibly happened mm-hmm. to the trucker. I think he's going through, and he's like, no, no. And he does nothing. He's like, no, that's retarded. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> yeah. That was uh, also cool because Dear Woman was written by John's son. Oh, okay. I didn't uh, know that. Max Landis. Okay. Who's pretty great. Who, everything I've seen or, or heard from him, I'm looking forward to him kind of following in his dad's footsteps. He did a um, really great, like, seven or eight minute YouTube video about the death of Superman. Oh wow! Okay, um, and how ridiculous and retarded it was, but it's oh, gotcha. very well done and huh. very very funny. And uh, he also wrote the movie Chronicle, which I've heard is really good. Oh yeah, I haven't seen it. Yeah, there's another found footage that actually wasn't uh, bad. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think Walt was telling me that that was pretty good. But like, yeah, I've, I've heard interviews with him on like the Nerdist. He's been on there a couple times, <laughs> and he's he's he comes across like his dad, yeah. just younger. You know, sure, that same like crazy frenetic like <laughs> i could talk about anything for ever right and you will listen because right. i'm just so engaging yeah that kind of thing um yeah masters of horror was i didn't watch any of those this year uh the third season of that was pretty good too even though they moved it to like nbc i don't think and i saw any of this they changed the name of the series to fear itself okay i do remember that yeah it was the same team but oh, okay. just, the hbo didn't renew them so they went to nbc gotcha um, but it wasn't bad. Uh, next up is uh, Body Bags. <laughs> have, have you ever seen this? I know. It's an anthology film uh, hosted by John Carpenter as a corpse who works in a morgue. So kind John of a Carp- crypt keeper type say. of uh, mm-hmm. character. Um, huh. It's uh, there are three separate. Uh, Stories, one by Carpenter, one by Hooper, yeah. and one by Wes Craven, uh, all tied together through um, Carpenter's character in a morgue, yeah, uh, telling you about the deaths of. It's it's a really quirky. Huh. Uh, it was it was it was made, I believe, primarily as a pilot for like Showtime, uh, in hopes that they would pick it up as a series. Okay, and they never did, so they just just decided to put it out but it's it's really uh quite good uh david naughton is on it david warner is in it um there are a lot of director cameos wes craven is in uh one roger corman is in uh toby hooper stacy keach stars in one of them um mark hamill stars in one of them it's just a really if you like uh 
Tales from the Crypt and anthology style horror. As you should. Uh, yeah, then it's, it's a really, really fun, uh, one to, to visit. Scream Factory, again, put this out. Right. Um, because no one else would. Yeah, and they did, they did a really good job with it. There's a, uh, a couple of commentary tracks, a few commentary tracks, and, uh, some behind the scenes stuff, but it's a lot of fun. It's, it's kind of, a not not to be taken too seriously kind of fun sure. fun horror anthology uh i think the first of the three is probably my favorite about a, a girl who's working the overnight shift at like one of those uh gas stations that has like the walk-up little box oh okay to sell cigarettes and right. stuff from sure and someone's terrorizing her and it's it's just really great huh her or him i can't remember now everything's blurring <laughs> together um but David Carradine, not David Carradine, um, <laughs> not David Carradine. Who am I talking? Who am I? Uh, it's a Carradine brother, Robert Carradine. Oh, yeah. gotcha, gotcha. From Revenge of the Nerds. The guy right. who played Skullnick in Revenge of the Nerds right. uh, is in it, and he's fabulous. Uh, and it's, <laughs> it's really falling apart. <laughs> um, go ahead. What's next for you? Uh, let's see, another double feature, universal double feature, um, the last of the big three, uh, Dracula, mm-hmm. and Interview with the Vampire. Yeah. Yeah, no, I did it. I did it. <laughs> um, this is the first title that you've mentioned that I've been disappointed in you yeah. for. Yeah, and you're gonna be even more disappointed when I tell you, originally I, I planned on doing Dracula and Nosferatu. Yeah. Yeah, that would have been better. Um, you know, or you could have done Dracula and Sundown, a vampire in retreat. <laughs> Look, uh, I, you've... Oh, oh God. Um, I'm pretty sure you've had... Uh, I saw the devil a lot longer than I've had no, You're probably right. Uh, no, so, I know you're right. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, you know, because I wanted to have a theme, and so I figured I would go with... The whole, like, uh, Dracula being the first real showing of, like, a suave, like, well-put-together Dracula. Right. Versus, you know, the decrepit monster that he's supposed to be, uh, paired with probably the best modern example of that type of vampire that isn't Twilight, because that's not a vampire movie. Fuck that movie. I guess you forgot about Argento's Dracula. I'm trying to. <laughs> Do you like Interview with a Vampire, then? I mean, I will judge you, but sure. please be honest. <laughs> um, I do, uh, but it was also one of the first real vampire movies I saw as a kid. So that probably has a lot to do with it. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's not one of my favorite movies or anything. Right. I can watch it. I haven't seen it in a lot of years. Uh, and I and I only saw yeah, it's it once. Better than Queen of the Damned. Uh, whoa! <laughs> you shut your horror mouth. Next on my list is Queen <laughs> of the Damned. Uh, it is uh, really hard to beat that Lugosi uh, Dracula. Yeah, uh, that's another guy whose story is phenomenal. Yeah, to get into how mistreated he was in his career. Um. And there's that age-old question of, like, uh, were he and Ed Wood really good friends, or was Ed just using him because he had a name? You know? Yeah. Because I know Bella's son claims that Wood was a jerk. 
I really hope that's not the case. I do too. I, I like to think of it more of like the Tim Burton, Ed Wood right. <laughs> type of, which is a movie that I love. Uh, but I didn't watch in the 31 days. Uh, but yeah, I mean, original Dracula, it's very, very difficult to beat. And I, I just, I, I would have to revisit interview, but I, I remember not really, uh, I remember having the same feeling from Interview with a Vampire that I had from Lost Boys. Okay. And uh, it's, so you're not it's, a Lost Boys fan, either. No, I, it's inexcusable. <laughs> wow. <laughs> no, I just I fucking hate it, man. It's not. It's not what everybody thinks it is. Yeah. It's not. It's it's like Zombieland to me. Like oh, I, you feel like they're pandering to you a bit. Yeah. But also, like I see like memes on Facebook or wherever where people are making fun of Twilight by saying like this is real vampires. Like sure. the, the fucking Lost Boys. Right. No. Right. It's the Lost Boys is what made something like Twilight possible. That's probably true. Is like emoing up and like but, making it like. Pretty. Granted, if they had shown Lance Henriksen from Near Dark, people would be like, what Buck the fuck I, are you talking about? Well, that's the problem with this <laughs> it world. Is, it is. Um, yeah, I just don't like it. It's a little too pretty poppy culture-y. Yeah. Uh, but I would be willing to revisit Interview, I think, just because it's been so long. Yeah. Uh, next for me, another Scream Factory release. This might be my last Scream Factory release. It is. And it's a damn good one. Motel Hell. Uh, I really need to see that again. I mean, I, I remember loving it and and how insane that movie is. 1980. Um, it takes all kinds of critters to make Farmer Vincent's fritters. It does. Uh, this is a fucked up film. Uh, another one that I saw way too early. Uh, and another one that has that sleaze value of yeah. there's certain uh, there's a certain era of horror film where like everyone looks really greasy and they're yeah. wearing very sleazy clothes even if they're the hero oh yeah um, and I love that uh, about about certain absolutely horror films. Um, this is a cannibalistic um, uh, uh, well, not hillbilly, but hill people kind of. Yeah. Uh, not 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 redneck, but Appalachian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like my family. <laughs> uh, this is one of two Scream Factory titles that uh, I really wish that I had pre-ordered so I could get a poster of this cover. That is a beautiful cover. Uh, the other one is Prince of Darkness, which I think has a really good yeah, uh, cover. But this uh, cover art from Hotel Hell is fucking uh, unbeatable. Um. And then, of course, they have the the reverse, which is the actual sure. movie poster. But um, Farmer Vincent is uh, is a guy who is known in the town for his jerky uh, and running a motel. And uh, the two are connected, no, believe are. it or not. They are. Um, Especially when hippies check in. <laughs> yeah, it's um, if you are a fan of uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, uh, then there's no reason for you not to love Motel Hell. Yeah. That's a movie I saw it for the it's first a, it's time. It's like a spiritual sequel, I think. It kind of is, yeah. yeah. Um, I saw it for the first time as a young teenager on IFC. They played uh, that on IFC? Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Um, it was during Halloween, and it was back. I can't remember the guy's name, but he was like, he, he, did a, he had a horror show 
on IFC. And it was just a white guy, cowboy hat, brown hair. Um, but he had the show where he, he was kind of like Elvira, Elvira, just without the tits and not huh. in character. Um, but he would just introduce these amazing, like harder to find horror movies. And yeah. that was one of the first episodes I saw. That sounds like and a dream gig. It's to be oh able to God. host a show like that. Absolutely. Cause we're, we're, we're close to three hours and, uh, almost all these movies, I think we could have gone on for much longer. Oh, about. absolutely. I feel bad cause I'm leaving out a lot of stuff yeah. that I want to talk about, but like, let's <laughs> get into the point where I'm like, Motel Hell, it's awesome. Uh, what was, uh, what was yours? Uh, let's see. The next one, Dust Devil. Dust Devil. That was, uh, Richard the guy, Stanley. The guy who did hardware. Yeah, Richard Stanley. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I never saw that. It's it's on Netflix. I saw Hardware. And Dust Devil is one of those movies that's been on my instant queue just about as long as I've had Netflix. Okay. And um never watched it and I decided to take a chance. It's um it's interesting. Like it's an interesting movie. It's basically this like shape shifting demigod out in the South African desert and um he's uh he poses as a hitchhiker to kill people. Uh, for kind of cloudy reasons, like it's kind of explained, but in a very spiritual, weird way. Um, and uh, this girl, woman picks him up, and they kind of she thinks falls in love, and then he tries to kill her, and then things go as they go. Um, it's it's a very visually stunning, different movie. Like just like the the color palette and. Uh, like uh strange aerial shots that you wouldn't necessarily expect to have in this type of movie. It's it's really like just just for that aspect alone it's worth a watch. Okay. I mean I liked hardware. Uh Richard Stanley is a bit of a cunt. Oh yeah? Uh I mean just like on interviews and stuff, he's very, very into Richard Stanley. Right. He approaches himself as though he is like an Orson Welles type of figure. Oh. <laughs> which is funny outwardly to laugh at, but then you right. realize like it's a real psychosis with sure. yeah. Um he was also the uh, original director for Island of Dr. Moreau with our friend, uh, friend of Dispatches from the Weird Val Kilmer, and, uh, <laughs> and Marlon Brando. <laughs> Shout out to Jake. <laughs> uh, keep listening. We have a we have a conversation from the Weird uh, coming up with Val Kilmer. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there was like a huge problem, I think, with Stanley and Marlon Brando and like the legend has it that Stanley like just fucked off down the Amazon. Yeah. Like just got in a boat and just left the production and they brought another director in. Yeah. Um, (laughs) I remember I saw, I I know he's a very fuck you kind of rebel filmmaker. Um, I saw that movie in the theater actually because, um, I read the Island of Dr. Moreau for the first time in sixth grade, Mm -hmm. I think. Um, and really just kind of dug the idea of it. And, um, and I just remember being flabbergasted by the movie and how not good it is. Yeah. <laughs> I was really disappointed. Uh, Even I, as a kid, I'm like, this is bullshit. I do hate it as a movie, but I do love Brando's performance Ooh. and Val Kilmer's performance in that yeah. movie. Um, I can never remember his name, the guy who plays like the main character in that movie. Oh, uh, was it Rufus Sewell? No, 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 no. Not Thulis, is it? David Thulis? Maybe. I'm looking it up. He was the uh, cockhole prince in uh, Dragonheart. David Thulis. Yeah, okay, yeah. cool. Yeah, uh, I really, 
he's not one of those actors that I seek out necessarily. Mm-hmm. But when I see him in a movie, I'm like, I really like him. Like, Faruza I really like. Bach was in that. Yeah, as Moreau's hybrid I daughter. Weird, uh, I got a weird thing for her. I think I don't think you can have a not weird thing for Faruza Bach. Ron Perlman was. I need to rewatch this. Movie. Yeah, I probably do too. I, <laughs> I didn't know he was in that. Neil Young. What? Could like, be a different Neil the, Young. I was about to say the Neil Young. There's Holy no picture. Shit. Okay, it's a different guy. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's unfortunate, <laughs> yeah. actually. Um, how did we get on this? <laughs> uh, what was the last title? Motel Hell or did you no? Uh, Dust Devil. Dust Devil. Because right. he was the Stanley, original yeah. director. Yeah. Yes. I'm glad we brought ourselves back from that rabbit hole. I need to watch. Uh, I need to watch that. That's one that I've noticed on Netflix. Is it on Netflix? Um. Yeah, it was anyway. Dust huh. Devil. Oh, oh, no, I thought you were talking. Corona, Dust okay. Devil. Yeah. Um, but now that we're talking about it, I just looked up like the cover art. I owned Dust Devil at one point. Did you? Yeah. Uh, and probably still do somewhere. I remember being at Barnes & Noble uh, years ago and seeing this like huge three-disc set that was like three cuts of the movie, you know, director. It is one of those flicks that has like multiple like, cuts. Was, and it was like like in, like packaging as though it was a movie that meant something. Right. So I remember picking it up because uh, it was at Barnes & Noble. Right. Which is like expensive uh, markup on DVD Central. Like their their for sale <clears throat> Blu-rays are $25. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and this was like sixteen ninety nine or wow. something for this like huge set. So, but I, I, I never that. watched it. I, <laughs> I, wish I can I see how it would be a movie to watch in film school. You know really? what I mean? Yeah. Okay. Like even as like – like having nothing to do with the fact that it's a horror movie, but again, just the way it's shot and some of the, uh, just the visual stylings of it, I could see why that would be a good example to just trying new weird things. Right. Um, you can get it used on Amazon for 1097. The, <laughs> the dust devil final cut limited collector's edition. Huh? I mean, I'd pay 11 bucks <laughs> for that. It's a pretty good movie. I'll have to check it out. It's so weird that it, buy movies don't watch them yeah um next up for me another Stuart gordon <laughs> cla- uh, classic uh starring jeffrey combs um so uh and barbara crampton uh it's not based on the works of hp lovecraft though it's um castle freak yeah are you familiar with castle freak Somewhat. Ben and I are going to do a streamatorium about this movie soon because this is the movie that Ben points to in his childhood that scarred him for life. Really? Yeah. Um, yeah I'd like to hear all about that. It's uh, it's another one that was shot in Italy. Right. Uh, for some reason, Gordon, I guess, loves <laughs> like so it was shooting cheaper. in Italy. Um, it's uh, another full moon release, yeah. number 105. And it's... Um, it's kind of obscene how many full moon movies there are. <laughs> That's true. Um, and a handful of them are pretty good. Yeah. Uh, much like Castle Freak. Um, Jeffrey Combs and Crampton play a, a married couple who inherit a castle in uh, Italy, I believe. And um, Unbeknownst to them. Unbeknownst to them, <laughs> there is a freak. In the castle. In the castle. <laughs> um, it is a highly enjoyable watch. Um Honestly, the makeup on the freak is pretty pretty great. Yeah, uh, especially for uh, a low budget, you know, full moon type of film. Speaking of Stacy Keach, kind of 
And there's a resemblance there. <laughs> there is a bit of, <laughs> Stacey Keach did not play the Castle Freak, uh, surprisingly. Um, yeah, what they find out is, uh, you know, this long buried family secret. Of course. Um, that is wreaking havoc. Kind of like in, uh, Texas Chainsaw 3D. Yeah. <laughs> a bit like that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Castle yeah. Freak, though, it's, it's legendary. Yeah. Um, I don't know of anywhere you can watch it for free right now. Yeah. But, uh, it's definitely worth checking out. If, if you tell me that you're a horror fan and you can't, like, not, like, rattle off, like, five full moon movies. Yeah, yeah. You're yeah. not, you're not worth your salt. I'm sorry. I couldn't agree more. Head of the Family is one of my favorite <laughs> shitty horror movies of all time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, you know how I saw that for the first time? No. Back when the sci-fi channel was worth a shit. Oh, and yeah. And they always played those type of movies. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, about that. The good old days. Yeah. Head of the Family. And you can't. You can use Puppet Master once if you want in right. listing the five movies. You can't sure. say Puppet Master one through five. Right. That's cheating. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Dark Angel being a favorite of mine. <laughs> Scream Factory just put that out not long ago. No, they did not. Yeah. Wow. I'm pretty sure it was Dark Angel. I'm going to double check this now and waste more time. I saw that they finally put it on a single DVD because for the longest time... If you wanted to buy it, you had to buy it in a like forty dollar full moon five movie pack. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, Dark Angel with Dolph Lundgren. Nope. Oh, Dark Angel. I'm thinking of a different Dark Angel. It's yeah. also called I Come in Peace. Yeah, no, that's a different. Movie. Okay, I don't know the one you're talking about. Yeah, it's a uh, uh, female demon escapes from hell and avenges the innocent on Earth. <laughs> and uh has a german shepherd that uh is a hell dog that she brought with her as her companion and hilarity ensues okay yeah yeah it's not good <laughs> <laughs> uh what's up for you all right next one uh let's see here <laughs> i think you'll i think you'll dig this one i, I hope you will okay ladybugs nine seven six evil oh yeah <laughs> fucking a nine seven six evil <laughs> Which I didn't realize until recently was directed by Robert England. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, oh God! The movie I first saw in USA up all night. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. I would see that happen. <laughs> that is a fun movie. It really, really is. Um, it is not a good movie necessarily, no, but no. it is so fun. No, oh man, yeah. So <laughs> basically, for. Pretty much everyone who doesn't know what the fuck we're talking about. It's uh, the geeky friend from Fright Night. Evil uh, Ed. Evil Ed. Um, I, there's this hotline that you can call. You're to get so like your, cool, Brewster. Oh, my God. Um, where you, you can call and get like your horror horoscope, yeah. and it gives you magical powers somehow, and you get possessed by a demon. And this was made back in a time when that was something like a pay number. Yeah, was a big oh, absolutely like nine hundred yeah. numbers and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, um, not quite to like Miss Cleo time period. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it's it's um, it's an interesting flick, man. There's some inventive kills in it. Yeah, definitely. Um, I really like, I can't remember his name, the guy who plays the main character. Um, but I really like his, 
his his act. I can't remember. Like his when name he starts either. going all evil because he is the stereotypical nerd that gets picked on and then, you know, terribly, terribly yeah. murders people. Um, oh, it's so good. <laughs> That's one I haven't seen in a long time. Never watch 976 Evil 2. Just don't oh, really? do it. Just, is it a lot like uh, Fright Night 2? No. Okay, it's a Fright lot, Night 2 was pretty terrible. It's a lot like Exorcist versus Exorcist 2. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Christ. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's just, just don't. Don't do it. I won't. <laughs> okay. I won't do it. Uh, okay. Next up for me. Oh, why not? Let's, I'm going to save a couple of really good ones. Yeah. Uh, Evil Dead 2. Of course. Yeah. Enough said. It's I a mean, great it's, movie. It's, 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 Everything about it is great. I've, I've always said that uh, Evil Dead, the first one, is uh, nine, uh, nine. I don't remember the running time. I'm just going to say 90 minutes. It's a 90-minute film school. Yeah. And Evil Dead 2 proves to you what you can do once you learn from the, the first sure. film school. Yeah. It's putting those principles into practice yeah. and knocking it out of the fucking park. I remember watching um, watching these movies for the first time when I was you know, 12, 13, and um, like watching them back to back. And I watched the first one. I'm like, okay. That was bad in a good way. I'm, I'm, I'm curious to see the rest. <coughs> I saw the second one and I was really confused. Yeah. Like, cause I didn't know like any of the, the background and you know, like how things went down. Yeah. So I was like, I, what the remake? fuck? Yeah. Like this is a remake <laughs> sort of not really. Well, it, no. <laughs> confused. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I, 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 I think. Evil Dead 2 is the best of the series. I totally agree. I mean, um, it's got the real hero, Jake. Right. Oh, God. <laughs> I, don't get me wrong. I love... Papa Joe! I mean, I'd be worried about it, too, if I looked like that and that was my woman. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> that's one in a million shots there. You better hold on to that. Um, but I just... Uh, I, I love Army of Darkness. Yeah. But it's too... It's too quotable. You know what I mean? Like definitely, yeah. Like of like I I love it, but if I have to choose one of those three, it's it's going to be Evil Dead Two all the well, time. Well, Army of Darkness, and I've gotten in fights about this. To me, Army of Darkness is a fantasy film. Sure, no, I, I'm totally on board. And Evil Dead Two is a horror film. Yeah, uh, it doesn't mean I don't like Army of Darkness. Yeah, but being more of a horror fan than a fantasy fan, I definitely like Evil Dead Two more. Well, and it, it's funny, um, you know, kind of. Like you were saying with Nightbreed, how you kind of like the theatrical cut better yeah. than the director's actual vision. Um, with Army of Darkness, you know how there's the two endings. Yeah. And I Sam, think we're going to the same place. And Sam Raimi and Bruce Campbell love the ending where, like, I've slept too long. Yeah. Like, and I don't, I mean, after seeing the theatrical ending and how batshit it is and amazing, <laughs> yeah. like that, I'm like, I get why they like yeah. it better, but no. That the theatrical ending to Army of Darkness is the movie that I want to see Part Four pick up from. Right. I don't want to see a post-apocalyptic. Sure. Evil Absolutely. Dead necessarily. Absolutely. Uh, uh, even I mean, I played that game right. for PS2 or whatever, gotcha. which was a lot of fun. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, uh, was it Fistful of Boomstick? Yeah, I think that was it. Oh, the PS2 one was Fistful of Boomstick. It was just Evil Dead. Whichever the, the one PS1. that had um, the Ted Raimi voice, the midget. That oh, that was kick. actually the third one. Um, I don't remember what that, that was That was a really fun game. It was good. Um, a little fun little tidbit going back to Dark Angel. Um, if you ever wanted to see the girl that Ash like, bends over and kisses at the end of Army of Darkness, if you ever want to see her naked, 
watched Dark Angel because oh, she's okay. the main character and she's naked a lot. Oh, well, now I really kind of want to watch Dark yeah, Angel. Yeah, you should. You should. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, Evil Dead 2. <laughs> have you seen, I'm sure you have, uh, I wish I had put it in this list, um, Drag Me to Hell? Yeah. I love that movie. I, I dug it, yeah. Um, it was a real return to form. And it was like, another one of those where I'm like, why Why is this being hated on so much, even by the horror community? Yeah, uh, I thought it was a triumphant return sure. after he had left for so long. Yeah, I mean, after um, Spider-Man 3. Yeah, know. yeah. I, I really, that's another one that I could watch a lot, though. It's, yeah. But it's also a movie, because I am very special features oriented. Yeah. It's a movie that I would love to have commentary with Sam on. Yeah. Uh, and there isn't any, so. That's upsetting. We're going to try to get them on Streamatorium for it. Yeah. yeah. Good luck with that. Thank you. <laughs> uh, what's uh, What do you got? All right. Next for me. Throw me. Uh, Tucker and Dale versus Evil. <laughs> That's a fun one. Yeah. Really, really dig that movie. Um, I actually watched that one for the first time with Dave Rose. Um, we may or may not have been high as balls <laughs> watching it. Um, it's, it's it's a lot of fun. and I mean, Tudyk. Yeah. I, I, well, Tudyk and... Uh, I can never um, remember his name, but that guy. <laughs> I always think of him as Sock because he was on a TV show called Reaper. Yeah. And played a character named Sock. Yeah. Uh, Reaper was great. I don't know if you ever watched I it. I didn't, unfortunately. Tyler Labine. Yep. <laughs> I always go, I get right to IMDb and the name hits me. Yeah. Uh, they're both fantastic and they work so well together. Yeah. Uh, have you watched the cut that shows them as the villains? No. <laughs> on the Blu-ray, there's like a seven-minute cut of the film that's from the perspective of the kids. Oh, that's kind of cool. It's really neat. Yeah. Uh, it's it's clever how they cut it together. Yeah. Um, and you're like, oh, we could totally see why they would yeah, assume. Definitely. <laughs> yeah, You kids going camping? <laughs> <laughs> I, I love... Uh, I, I love the scene... Eating those pickled eggs. Oh, my God. <laughs> I love the scene where... Um, like the a, a couple of the kids have died. Like the one jumped into the wood chipper, and the other one like <laughs> yeah. speared himself through the chest. And um, I love the scene where um, I get them mixed up. I guess it's uh, what Dale is. Wait, t- Labine. I think so. Yeah, but true. but Labine is saying, "Oh, we need to call the cops." And then Tudyk's response is like, "Oh yeah, this is what we should tell the cops." <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. just mind my own business, officer. Blah blah. blah. I'm like. Yeah, I love when <laughs> so the cop good. shows up. Oh my god! And he actually believes them, and then gets <laughs> yeah. wrecked in the back of the fucking head. Oh yeah, my god! That's one that I need to rewatch pretty soon. Uh, all right, I have. Um, uh, I just put this in as a reminder because I didn't want to bring the box set out. Uh, I rewatched the Halloween films, all of them. Yeah. Okay. I uh, did a marathon. Uh, with the new Scream Factory box. What, oh, th- this is my last Scream Factory, I guess. Now, was it as enjoyable as when you marathon the Leprechaun films? <laughs> Believe it or not, it was more so enjoyable. Oh, wow. Um, I, I won't spend a lot of time. I mean, everybody knows the Halloween. Halloween. Halloween 1 is a classic. Sure. Halloween 2 is a classic. I really like Halloween 2. Um, Halloween 3 has proven itself over time, I think. Sure. Uh, there's the whole, you know, if it wasn't called, if it was just called Season of the Witch, right. which I agree with, but sure. that's what everybody always says. Right. It's like, um, Tom Atkins. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that one as well. And, uh, Halloween 4, 
and five, the Jamie Lloyd, uh, Daniel Harris yeah. saga. Um, I really like, cause that, that's when I came into the Halloween series gotcha. like in real time. Sure. Like when, when we synced up, um, so I love those. I am not, uh, oh no. Okay. So Halloween six, the producer's cut. Oh yeah. Like the big selling point to the, to the Halloween box set. Right. Because I was bitching about how I didn't get how he's just a guy and gets like blown to smithereens yeah, and yeah. chopped up and comes back. Uh, it doesn't really give you any answers. God damn it. Uh, it's a different cut. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, maybe a better film. Sure. Than the theatrical cut, but it doesn't do, it doesn't add enough. Gotcha. For me yeah. to, to be like, ah, yeah. there's fucking missing pieces are all in place. Sure. They aren't. <laughs> they're, <sighs> they're just scattered everywhere else. Um, but I mean, it's, it's neat to watch a different cut of a movie sure. that you're so used to. I have a burning hatred for Halloween H2O. Uh, I do not like, it is not a good film. Josh Hartnett's finest work. Uh, it, it is terrible. I know yeah. so many people that love that movie and I don't fucking get it, Ian. <laughs> I don't understand. They, yeah. they completely negate that four and five ever happened. Right. Which is bullshit because those were pretty strong films. Well, then any time you bring LL Cool J into a franchise, it's, true. it's either going to be awesome. Uh, or my, no. my main <laughs> hatred of the movie, not my main, but my first hatred lies within the title of the film itself. Yeah. There is nothing about water in this movie. I understand that it's 20 years. Right. But you can't, that's not a fucking <laughs> pun or whatever. That's not a wordplay. Right. The other half of it has to be that it takes place on water. Right. Or underwater or in water. There is no water. H2O is the stupidest fucking title. Oh. So there's that. So for the listeners, uh, Richie's actually shaking his hands and so rage. angry <laughs> at people that love this movie. Yeah. Michael's mask looks different in every fucking shot. Yeah. There's a shot where it is CG'd on him, and it looks like it is CG'd on him. It is dumb. It is not good. <laughs> you people are wrong. I'm very happy that Jamie Lee Curtis came back. I wish it could have been in a movie that made sense and was worth her coming back for. Right. I've started writing an essay about this that I'm putting <laughs> on the website, so I don't want to go too off on it. But right. You're <laughs> all wrong. It is not good. Halloween Resurrection is better than Halloween H2O. Is that the one with Buster Rhymes? That's right. <laughs> That's right, boy. Uh, uh, wow. So, And then I watched that. I watched uh, <laughs> the uh, Halloween Re- uh, Resurrection, which I, I didn't hate. After <laughs> Halloween H2O, I didn't hate it. And I, and I thought it was topical. They, it was like a, you know the survival horror show. Sure. Type of thing and, and, and involving the internet in, in early stages of being able to watch right. live feeds and no, stuff. People it was dying. Interesting, right. uh, you know, interesting idea. They brought uh, the director from one of the previous films back. I think the director of part two, maybe. Yeah. Uh, came back to do it. I, I, it wasn't as bad as everybody thinks. H2O <laughs> was as bad as, as everyone thinks it was great. It was that bad. Right. Sure. I, I think sorry. a lot. Of, I've had this pent up for so long. Uh, and I then I rewatched like, the the Rob Zombie ones, and I and I love both of those. I yeah, love both of, sure. I love I love what they did with Loomis in part two. Yeah, how they completely um, renovated what that character was about right. and dropped any trace of uh, the Donald Sutherland Loomis that you have grown to love. Sure, and made them all about money and yeah. power and stardom and. 
I thought that was fantastic. The only thing I didn't like about the Rob Zombie movies was uh, the white horses, all the white horse <laughs> flashbacks, and yeah. the, you know, in the in his mind, I, I don't, I didn't need it, right? Didn't need it. it Would have been great without it. We get it. Sherry needs to be in every one of your movies, <laughs> right? I thought she was great in Lords of Sand. I think she's a good actress, sure. Um, but uh, there's a chick who plays Frankenfurter in that movie who is really fucking hot. Ooh, yeah, that's and, right. And uh, I really like. And I remember it, being upset that like he killed her before the sex scene yes. actually happened. <laughs> I really like the band Colonel Clegg and the Night Creatures. Yeah, and I like uh, Uncle Seymour Coffins, the host of the big party. Right. Uh, I, I thought all that was yeah. great. Yeah. Um, they really went much more bleak with the yeah. story, and and it needed it because I go back and watch the first the original Halloween, and while I love it, right. it is so slow. Yeah, and to is remake kind of it, you could not remake it as a slow film no, again. No. And I think Rob really like did what had to be done. Sure, yeah. Like um, we said earlier, it doesn't take away from the first movie at all. No. Anyway, um, um, sorry. Which, which Halloween? Alpha <laughs> <laughs> Klimt. Yeah, um, really? Which Which Halloween is it where uh, Paul Rudd beats Michael Myers? That's to Halloween death? Six. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, uh, and he's good in it. Yeah, he's, uh, and he's good in the producer's cut uh, for whatever that's worth. But, yeah. Um, I think I was also bummed out that on uh, Halloween 6 they don't have the director's commentary. Mm-hmm. And I would really like to hear that yeah. because of all the controversy and stuff. They have, like, I think maybe Alan Howarth, someone like the <laughs> the, uh, like the, key grip. the composer <laughs> or, like, somebody like that. that I'm like, <laughs> I mean, this is great, but, like, this your commentary track isn't what people care about when no. we're talking about this movie. No. Um, but it was fun to revisit all of them again. Yeah. I don't think I had ever uh, watched them simultaneously like that. Yeah. Uh, and that's actually kind of surprising coming from you. Yeah. It, it tends to take a box set. Like, I remember when the Friday the 13th box came out. That was the first time that I just sat down and watched them back to back wow. to back to back. Uh, that was a feat, I'm sure. I took about two weeks on that one. I didn't, yeah. uh, I didn't knock them all out at once. But, uh, yeah. Um the Halloween movies, man. Yeah. They're good. Um, number... <laughs> Three hours. <laughs> number 24 on my list. Uh, Jacob's Ladder. Oh, that is a terrifying movie. It really is. Talk about a fever dream. Yeah. That's uh, that's an uncomfortable film. And uh, Elizabeth Pena just died. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. At like the age of 56 or something. It's yeah. ridiculous. Um, but yeah, I, that's no, like, I saw that movie when I was like seven and that's a problem. <laughs> it is. I would agree. Yeah. Um, it's got young Macaulay Culkin in it. Um, does it really? Yeah. He's, he's his son. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, Jeez. but yeah, that's a fucked up movie. Yeah. That's a movie. I watched that movie with my uncle who is a Vietnam vet. Ooh. Who had issues yeah and uh that may have added to my fear uh, of this film yeah because i remember he was he was kind of talking through it to me as we watched it about like similarities jesus like this is unreal some real shit right now yeah yeah um tim robbins was great in that oh absolutely um i think that was the first time i ever saw what's pretty cliche now the whole the camera trick where like you're shaking your head so fast like it goes blurry. oh yeah yeah like that was the first Dude, time i'd seen Malone that ended up like that's his signature now yeah. like the guy he did uh 
House on Haunted Hill, the remake. Yeah, okay. And uh, a few other really good good movies. I like William Malone a lot, but yeah, I remember seeing in the House on Haunted Hill that and immediately going with that. Like 10 years ago, they did that in Jacob's Ladder. Right. Like, that's, yeah. Yeah. So, so scary. Yeah. Twisted Movie so, Man. So scary. Yeah. I kind of blew my wad on uh, the Halloween. Do you want to do a couple more? Sure. We'll get back on track. Sure. Uh, so what, you got two left? Um, yeah, I have, oh yeah, I have two left. Uh, the next one on the 25th, uh, was The Howling, which we already talked about. Nice. Um, the 26th, uh, Shadow of the Vampire. I love that movie. I, I do as well. Udo Kier. Udo Kier and John Malkovich and, yeah. uh, Willem Dafoe. I love the end of that movie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's, it's such a, cool concept yeah it really um is. and one of those things that i can't believe no one had thought of before I mean, yeah uh, but um eddie is there yeah as well he's really yeah. good in that um wonderful casting yeah. all around yeah um willem dafoe is like my slightly crazier gary oldman yeah, okay, I can see that. Because like they they take strange roles and they have the tendency to be chameleons. Like they can just yeah. take on anything. Um, where Gary Oldman's a little more respected, but Willem Dafoe's kind of that same vein, though. Yeah, that's funny uh, that you bring those two up. The movie that I was watching when you got here, The Dark Half. Yeah, Timothy Hutton stars in it, and uh, I was listening to the commentary with Romero. Yeah, and he said that they had originally cast Gary Oldman. Really? In that role. Huh. Uh, which, when I heard that, I was like, fuck, that, this would have been the movie that, like, pulled Romero out of having to finance, you know, all of his own shit into right. the world of, like, Craven or, you know, guys like that. Um, but there were is- issues with customs and he was going through a divorce or something, so he had to bow out. Oh, like he couldn't leave the country yeah. or something? That's the second choice was Willem Dafoe. <laughs> play it and yeah. for some reason he couldn't either so they went with timothy hutton mr uh mr cheese on cheese cheese on cheese <laughs> i remember <laughs> i remember watching fishing with john and like the first one i thought that it was fairly legit because like i'm watching tom waits and he's being weird but like it's tom waits along the river of man right and i'm like that's probably how he actually is so that's yeah. not weird and then i saw the willem dafoe one i'm like and then they died like okay in <laughs> the beginning so of that's the what next this one, is the right. terror is like John didn't die. Success. <laughs> I love that series. Cheese on cheese. Cheese on cheese. <laughs> cheese on cheese. I actually cheese. just listened to uh, uh, the Nerdist oh. <laughs> because when you posted about the Clive Barker thing, like I listened to that uh, episode of the Nerdist, and I'd never listened to his podcast before because I'm kind of not a huge fan of Hardwick. Like right. I don't hate him. I'm just I, just don't I tend him. to only listen to the Nerdist if there's someone that I care about. Well, listening. and that's what I did. I went through his whole whole catalog and just downloaded about there's some twenty really good ones. Yeah, yeah. I, but Willem Dafoe was one of the first ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, Donald Logue was a good one. I love that guy. Um, have you watched Terriers? This is way off the horse. Terriers topic. is great. Uh, I I I need to watch it. You do. And I need to watch it soon probably because it's one that's been on Netflix forever and yeah. may not be on there much longer. So. And it's only one season. Yeah. Which, which is, ends up from what I hear, is unfortunate. Yeah. It, it, it was really, really good. Yeah. Uh, I've loved that guy. I think the first time I saw him was Blade 2. Yeah. Or Blade. Well, whichever Blade movie he was in. He was like the henchman of Oh, it was the Frost. first one. It was the first one. The yeah. First, yeah. Kept getting his hand cut off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 It was great. Um... 
So you, so getting going back in your list, you watched the original Dracula, uh-huh. and then Interview with a Vampire, right? Are you saying I should have watched Blade instead? <laughs> no, I was going <laughs> to say, why not watch Francis Ford Coppola's Dracula? That's true. But I, I, yeah, I, I could have done that. I want answers. But then I would have had to listen to Keanu Reeves' British accent again. Okay, that's true. No, I'm not saying that. <laughs> I, I actually am not a fan of Coppola's Dracula. I thought Tom Waits is absolute brilliance Oh, in it. fantastic. Um Hopkins is good and I thought there should have been more Hopkins as Van oh, absolutely. Uh I love Carrie Elway. <laughs> like, oh, I'm me too. Absolutely. Big fan of sure. his. Uh but yeah, I, Keanu Reeves just completely took me out of that movie. <laughs> and single-handedly. And like, I'm not one was great. And I'm not one of those like Keanu haters. Like I don't hate him I as kind an of actor, am, I guess. I mean, I like really like a lot of his movies, yeah. and I and I will typically give him the benefit of a doubt mm. going into like a new project. I mean, I like Point Break, <laughs> but that's mainly because of Gary Busey. <laughs> Utah, get me two. <laughs> yeah, I think we had a conversation on. Have you ever uh, heard that song Busey Boy by? Uh, oh fuck! Right off. Um, I'm pretty sure we had the conversation about how you want that on your tombstone. Just like your Utah, name, get me and then Utah, get me too. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Oh, okay. What? How many do you have left? I've got like four. Do you want me to go ahead and do like one more? Yeah, do one more, okay. then I'll do one, and you'll do one. Yeah, that should be good. Uh, number twenty-seven, Henry, Portrait of a Serial Killer. <sighs> That's a difficult one. I will tell you, I I hadn't seen it before. It's a good date movie. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about all that. Um, again, I think you're trying to sabotage my relationship. Um. But yeah, uh, yeah, it was a tough one. Yeah. Um, I really. It's effective. It's a highly oh, for sure. effective. Well, film. and I've told people, like, I think it's because it has something to do with the actors, um, how a lot of them is their first role or like yeah. very early in their career. And, but the performances are effectively raw. Yeah. You know, definitely. and, and there's a couple moments where you're like, is he really killing this guy? I think he might actually be killing this guy. Yeah. Yeah. You know? I see. I saw that movie at a time. I think I was maybe a freshman in high school, and it was kind of talked about as though this might be real. Yeah, uh, like a Blair Witch. Type I was about of, to say uh, it's our uh, cannibal, uh, cannibal Holocaust. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, the, uh, wow, the movie was eighty six. Yeah, it's a young Michael Rooker. Yeah, a phenomenal Michael yeah. Rooker, and also. Um, um, shit, why can't I remember his name? Oh, the guy who played Tom Toll. Yeah, he's he's fantastic. It took me so long. It took me like three viewings of House of a Thousand Corpses before I pinpointed where I knew him from, mm. and it was as Otis in in uh, Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer. Yeah. Um, for for those of you who haven't watched it, you should. Yeah, um, yeah. It, it's going to be tough, <laughs> but uh, it's worth it. It's 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 just dark in all the ways that it could be dark. Um, and the ending was just so well creepily done. Yeah. And like you, like you know it's coming, <laughs> but you kind of think maybe it won't. Yeah. Like you kind of get that that thought, and you're like, nope. You're like, there's no way that they'll actually end it this way. Right. And they do. Yeah, they do. That's I don't own that movie. I really need to. And then. Uh, oh wait, wait! You have three. Uh, well, I have four, but 28th was Nightbreed, which we've already talked about. Okay. So go ahead. Um, 
I have two left. One is a classic, and one is a movie that no one's ever heard of. And one is on my list as well, so pick either one, and we'll actually be even. Oh, okay. Um, all right, well, let's... Oh. <laughs> you want to go out on the top one. Yeah, you're yeah. right. <laughs> uh, my second to last, my uh, 30th, I guess, Yeah. Uh, choice was Would You Rather. Yeah. So good. Uh, I think it's on Instant Q. I could be wrong. I think it at, le- at least it was. I okay. don't know if it still is. Uh, this movie is so good. Um, <laughs> it's it's it has elements of Clue. Yeah. Uh, it isn't very funny. No. Uh, there are. Have you seen it? Mm-mm. Okay. You need to. Okay. Uh, Jeffrey Combs. Right. <laughs> Again, there seems to be um, a theme. And not directed by uh, Stuart Gordon though. <laughs> IFC Films put it out. Um, David Guy Levy directed it. Uh, I don't know anything else that he's done. Yeah. Um, this movie has a very uh, your next innkeepers like it's, it belongs in that tribe of new sure. horror filmmakers. Uh, Jeffrey Combs plays an eccentric trillionaire, yeah, uh, captain of industry who once a year devises this fucked up dinner party um over the year he kind of stalks people who are in desperate need of money yeah and invites them all to this fucked up dinner party where they play a ever escalating game of would you rather uh for money that just keeps adding up and adding up and uh it's disturbing and very, very, uh, it's one of those movies that, that a lot of hypothetical questions come out for like you and your friends. Right. Of, you know, how much would it take you to do this? Yeah. Uh, and Combs is phenomenal as the, uh, crazed, um, multimillionaire. Um, somebody else was in this. I thought. Maybe not. Sasha Gray. The name sounds familiar, but I can't think oh, of who she yeah. is. The porn star. Oh, is she? Yeah. Like jet black hair, like thin. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she's in it. That's a plus. Um, <laughs> it's uh, it's very good, though. IFC Midnight put it out, and uh, I have it on Blu-ray. I'm sure there are other ways to get it, but um, it's one of those. It, it kind of came in like behind the mask. Okay. Leslie Vernon. Oh, that's such a good movie. Movie that's great that like you're hard pressed to meet someone that knows about it, and that's unfortunate. Yeah, you know. I uh, would you rather? I think goes in that camp. I wish I owned uh, Behind the Mask. Well, get it. It's it's good. You can I buy it. I I know I have that ability. Okay, <laughs> that's one of the movies that uh, Behind the Mask bothers me because I have the DVD. Yeah, when it came out, Blu-ray hadn't been available. Sure. I have the DVD, and there are a lot of features. There's a commentary track. There behind-the-scenes stuff all crammed on it. It came out on Blu-ray uh-huh. a couple of years ago, and it's completely bare. Why? I don't know. That doesn't make any sense. It, it's happened to a couple of titles for me where I'm like, I have to keep the fucking DVD now <laughs> and the Blu-ray? Damn it. Um, yeah, but would you rather? It's it's Yeah, it's definitely well worth watching. Yeah. Um, Combs is so good at making you hate him. Yeah. And Frank Sheck of the Hollywood Reporter says it's chilling and clever. Well, he's, right. he's not very descriptive, but uh, 
Um, he's right. <laughs> um, I didn't watch this movie for the 31 Days of Horror, but I, I don't remember exactly what you said that made me think of this. But um, have, you, have you seen The Perfect Toast? Oh, with David Hyde Pierce? Yeah. 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 That's a pretty good movie. Yeah, it is. I don't fully remember... Like the crux of like you know the ending or anything, right? But I remember not liking the end. I think no. they could have done a better twist. I think something. if they had ended it earlier, mm. but maybe had a little more insanity before it, right? It would have been better. Okay, um, I, re- I really liked David Hyde Pierce. Oh yeah, he was he was fantastic. Yeah, yeah, he plays a psycho really well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he does. Yeah. Uh, all right, you have two more. Yeah. Um, no, I have three more, but one of them is a double. That okay. We got. Um, so you want me to go ahead and do? I can do another one. Okay. Um, uh, Twenty nine was Dog Soldiers. Ah, love that movie. Uh, I've, I've talked about before. Um, my favorite werewolf movie that isn't American Werewolf in London. <laughs> <laughs> um, That's definitely know, understandable. It's just that time of the month. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's so good. <laughs> it really is, and that's that's hopefully a, a future Scream title. Yeah, uh, Scream Factory. They they announced its release, and then I remember that, and then they had to pull it. I was really and upset. I, I know they're, they've been tr- they've been trying to to resolve whatever the issue. And I really hope it. they do because I have Dog Soldiers on Blu-ray, mm-hmm. and the Blu-ray is just as shitty as the DVD. Oh, really? Like as far as the visual quality, it's not good. Um, and I know Scream Factory will clean it up well, so yeah. I, I will definitely be getting that one again. Yeah, and I remember they even went so far as to release the artwork. Yeah, it, it, it looked, looked good. Yeah, yeah, really good. Um, well, my last title is the greatest horror film ever made. Yeah, the original uh, Toby Hooper classic, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah, I've been holding these up as though there's a camera somewhere <laughs> over there. Uh, He's Vanna Whiting it for yeah, no one. Yeah, I grabbed it. I, I, this is a movie uh, that no matter how many times it's released, I'm going to buy it Yeah, in whatever format. And uh, the 40th anniversary edition came out this, uh, this past October. <laughs> I'm having some issues. <laughs> uh, this past October. And I, I need to get the Black Maria edition, uh, which comes in the, the truck. Oh, my God. Have you seen it? It yeah. looks great. Yeah. Because um, I remember uh, you and Ben talking about it on Dispatches, and you're <laughs> yeah. saying how how expensive it was and how big and all that, and uh, Ben said something to the effect of, so, oh, it has all the Texas Chainsaw Massacre movies. And you're like, <laughs> right. well, well, no, yeah. just the one. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, Ben and I have some issues with how each of other spends money. Right. I mean, I don't have any turtles, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Right. And... and He's free to buy whatever he wants, so just lay off of so what I've It's spent a free money country, on. man. So I did, but I showed some self constraint, and I didn't buy the Black Maria edition. I yet. bought the yet. I bought the twenty dollar uh, four disc edition that yeah. has a DVD and Blu Ray combo, uh, which is packaged beautifully uh, in the slipcover. Yeah, that shows uh, Leatherface coming at you with a hammer, but if you flip it around. It becomes the steel door. That is awesome. That he slams. That is really cool. And the background in the uh, interior case is the background from you know his That's slaughter fantastic. room. Uh, anyway, yeah, this is it. I mean, this this is the the horror movie. Um, 
for me. It's funny for me, you know, watching it again recently. Um, you know, of course, it's the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and he's known for his chainsaw. Yeah. But the kills with the mallet yeah. are just so much more cringe-inducing for me. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, chainsaws are scary. He just beamed that motherfucker <laughs> upside the head with a giant meat cleaver. And the way the guy takes it. Or a meat tenderizer, rather. Yeah. The, yeah. the way he takes it, like, falling and, like, shaking. Yeah. It's, yeah. This is a terrifying film. It I is. Mean, the the first time I saw this movie was the first time I dropped acid. Oh God! And I I'm survived. Sorry. Wow! And that has a lot to do with why it's always at the top of my list because yeah. I really felt like I survived something at the end of the uh, that film. Talk about like a dirty, like like greasy, gritty movie. Oof. Yeah, uh, everyone in the movie is spot on. Franklin. Yeah, is the worst, <laughs> uh, which is what he's supposed to be. Uh, sure, but I mean, it's just <clears throat> I love uh, I love the cook. Yeah, uh, uh, why can't I remember that actor's name? That's gonna really bother me because uh, he's no longer with us, and he was great, uh, Jim Seedow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> of course. I just go to IMDb's page. It right. comes to me again. Uh, Jim Seedow is so. Just watch the movie and 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 take focus off of everything else that's going on and just watch him act. Yeah. And it's unreal how great he is. Kind of like this, a Michael Parks type. Yeah, a bit yeah. like that. Of just this, he plays this character that is born into this thing, and it's all he's known for his life. But you can tell. That he has hesitations, yeah, but has to go through with it's. It's just such a conflicted uh, character. Whereas, like the hitchhiker played by Edwin Neal, yeah, uh, is just batshit oh wonderful and doesn't have much interior struggle to sure. him. Sure, yeah, uh, no, he's all about it. <laughs> yeah, Leatherface uh, Gunnar Hansen is, uh, is is a presence. Is, is a presence. Yeah, without a mind, really. Yeah. Uh, and. Um, Seedal is kind of the the glue that has to keep them together, and it's just the inner struggle that he has is just so fucking deliciously uh, grimy and, yeah. and wonderful. Like when when Sally runs to him to for help, yeah, and there's just those few moments of there's like, a hesitation. Oh, what there. is this? Is disgusting. Yeah. What's going to happen? And he keeps hitting her with the fucking, <laughs> you know. Uh, um, broom handle and yeah it's just uh this is such a it's the greatest horror <laughs> film ever it has never been beat yeah well i mean there's the exorcist it has never been beat <laughs> i i believe you're correct in that yeah i could do a whole three hours about texas chainsaw Master. i'm surprised you haven't it's i would love already. to actually <laughs> all right let's do it um uh so hour six of uh yeah. we belong dead so you had that as well? I did. I did. Which leaves me... How do you feel, though? Like it's... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> am, I, am I close to right? Oh, You for may sure. not think it's the greatest ever, but uh, it definitely I, belongs in the upper echelon. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. There, there's no doubt about that. Um, it's, it's, it's revolutionary for, for the genre. Yeah. Um, and it's just... Uh, now, nah, I... 
you'd be hard pressed to find its equal. Yeah, and this uh, Dark Sky Films did a, an amazing job with this set. Uh, there are four commentary tracks. Yeah, wow. uh, Toby Hooper's on a couple of them, and and Hooper is one of those guys that I've said a hundred times. I just like worship at the altar of Toby Hooper, right? And to except hear for him, the damned thing, <laughs> yeah. And to hear him talk about, you know, reflections on making the film is just an absolute treat. Yeah. Um, then there's also commentary tracks with the actors. Uh, there's a new commentary track with uh, Daniel Pearl, who is the cinematographer and the editor, who um, they brought back when New Line did the remake. Mm-hmm. They got the same cinematographer from the original. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. <clears throat> Daniel Pearl, which <clears throat> kind of cool. Yeah. And then there are a ton of documentaries on here and all of them are, are fantastic and i actually dug the remake you know i did too yeah uh, I, I had to let go of some stuff uh, sure, the, sure. kind of minor inconveniences right um like the the name of the family is not hewitt i don't know why where that came <laughs> from why it was put in there uh you ne- you don't show leatherface without the mask i don't know no. why you would break that cardinal rule that was a really hard one for me to get over yeah <laughs> it was uh you just you don't show the evil that's lurking. It, right. it's, there's a mask there for a reason. It's kind of uh, like the uh, Stallone Judge Dredd, where he wore the helmet for <clears throat> two minutes. Well, I mean, he was the law. Actually, act, act like you have a stroke, and then say it. Ooh, <laughs> there you go. Okay. Uh, uh, yeah. So finally, for you. Yeah, my last one. It's become a bit of a uh, Halloween tradition for me. Say my names. Why? I thought you might just want some music to go. Oh, with. no, no. If you like it, then you better put a ring on oh, it. Oh, fucking hell. Um, this is, is our party. We can do what we want. <laughs> <coughs> put your headset back on. Yeah. Come on. Um, the past few years on Halloween, I like to watch uh, Trick or Treat. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I can't believe I didn't watch that this year. Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh. That's upsetting. It's I really need, good. I need to go to Horror Geek Jail for that. <clears throat> yeah. That is the, uh, that is the Christmas story of Halloween. It is. It is. Thankfully. Yeah. Uh, it's so good. I, uh, I was hesitant going into it. Th- I remember the first time watching it. Um, I just kind of b- bought it, um, without seeing anything really about it and just knowing that it was, like, who was behind it and the cast and all that. I thought yeah. it had to be at least solid. And was just blown away by how good it was. It's amazing. It's, uh, yeah. Talk about nailing anthology. Yeah. Um, and it's one of those movies that you can rewatch, and every time you see something new yeah. in the background of, like, you know, the, the, the third story, there's something that ties into the background of right. the second story. It's, it's and like Tarantino it, it's did. Just like, oh, this is. I just, that's awesome. <laughs> Tarantino did an actual horror movie, <laughs> right? Instead yeah, of Planet yeah. Terror, right? Um, uh, well, that was Rodriguez. Oh yeah, Death Proof. Right. Yeah, Death Proof was yeah. Tarantino. Yeah. I like Death Proof. Though. Yeah, me too. Um, <laughs> but um, but yeah, no, and it's funny. Like I, after watching it the first time, I trolled the internet for so long to find the mask of the vampire. Oh like yeah, the half yeah. mask because I just thought it was was wicked. Yeah, and uh, no luck. But uh, Prince the principal's mask. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and the uh, the whole like uh, girl party that ended up yeah going to the worst. I'm not I'm not going to spoil it for the few of you who haven't watched. it. I think most of us have. But yeah, it's it's so good. 
the director uh, in the commentary track, then the sequence with um, Brian Cox. Yeah. I re- remember him saying that he wanted his character to look like John Carpenter. <laughs> so they put like a nose prosthetic on to give him kind of a thinner nose. Okay. And crazy, like shaggy white hair. Right. I thought that was kind of funny. Yeah. Uh, that's every, And every segment in that is great. Even the ones oh, that yeah. I would think I wouldn't like so much. I sure. end up loving. Yeah. And a, lo- and a lot of it has to do with that the, they're almost all connected in yeah. some beautiful, uh, slow-burning way. Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I might watch that tonight. You though. probably should. Don't forget, you have to help me with the eyes. I do remember watching that movie and being like, because there's that moment where you think he's going to kill his son. Yeah. And I'm like, please fucking do it because that's the most <laughs> annoying child I like I've ever that seen. kid. Oh, no. Yeah. What does he say? Charlie Brown is a shithead or something <laughs> like that? I like that kid. Uh, uh, well, there you have it. There it is. 31 days of... Uh, 31 days of horror crammed into three and a half hours of podcast. <laughs> the way we do it. Yeah. This may be another two-parter. Uh, you never know. Yeah, probably. Um, probably, probably should be. <laughs> yeah. Going into the fifth hour now. Uh, uh, so <laughs> what's uh, what's going on with you and Ridgecast and all that? Is, uh, We're still doing it. Still grinding away? Still grinding away. Yeah. Yeah. We've got some uh, fairly big Christmas plans. Um having some of our other pod pals cuz last year we did like a uh like a big like christmas trivia thing like it was a big game show thing yeah. and um we're doing the same thing except for because Rashawn bitched that Jake had the game rigged because <laughs> I won um he's having like other pod pals like make up questions for the segments okay. and stuff so that should be interesting yeah yeah but um but yeah you yeah, had to still plug along nice yeah. Um, how about uh, your uh, commentary? Have you added any more? Titles? No, no. It, it's tough. We're uh, hoping um, it'll probably pick up after Christmas, right? Because uh, we're hoping for a uh, recorder that's a lot more mobile, ah. so I don't have to like rely on scheduling to get people over to Jake's basement at the correct time <laughs> when <laughs> right, his children right. are asleep and blah blah blah. Yeah, um, so I can just take it on the go and do it wherever. Um, yeah, I think we've got four episodes now. I right want to get at least five together before we drop it. Yeah. Um, I want to do uh, another streamatorium for Scrooged. Yes. Uh, I want to make that a yearly thing yeah. where we just do the same movie. That is, <laughs> I mean, one of my favorite Bill Murray movies. Yeah, I mean, it's my go-to Christmas movie. But it movie. is my favorite legit Christmas movie. Of course, my favorite Christmas movie of all time being Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. <laughs> right, as it should be. <laughs> right. Uh, how about on Twitter? Yeah, I'm uh, at IMM1987. Um, I don't get on there very much, to be honest. But if someone, like, tweets me mentions me in something i i get active for the course of that conversation and that's about it how many followers are you up to uh 52 nice. or did you break 100 yet no i'm still like six away ah oh, it sucks it's so upsetting i don't i don't even fucking want like thousands of followers i just right. want to break 100 you want to get into the triple digits <laughs> yeah that's all that i'm asking so please i'm funny i promise <laughs> um do you Richcast is on Facebook, right? Yep. Uh Facebook dot com slash Richcast. Yeah. R I J. Yep. 
C A S T, correct? E? No. Not the. <laughs> Uh, you can find uh, Church of the Holy Weirdo Dispatches from the Weird Stuff on uh, WeirdoChurch.com. Uh, ben has been um, keeping pretty regular on this uh, action figure sexting roundup YouTube video series yeah. that he's doing that is phenomenal. Yeah, it's it is stuff. really some of the funniest shit. <laughs> I, I, have, I don't have a hand in this at all. Yeah. Uh, so this is purely coming from what I, how I feel when I watch it. It is some of the funniest uh shit on youtube right now i mean the guy he's he's figured out a way to to make you give a shit about ninja turtles yeah yeah it's really uh it's remarkable and the funny thing is he and i were supposed to start a youtube video each weekly at the same time yeah i was gonna do a 10 minute segment every week uh reviewing like three movies okay and uh it's like, yeah, let's do this. And then he did his, like, before I did. Right. And posted it, and I watched it, and I was like, well, I'm not doing one now. <laughs> There's no way that I can. I'm just a fat dude, probably stoned, holding up a fucking movie and being like, this movie was really good, and um, there was a lot of blood in it, and everybody died. There's a student, uh, Stuart Gordon flick. Yeah, uh. I can't really, like, play with movies, you know, <laughs> make up storylines for him, so... That's what's kept me. I'm, I'm going to eventually do it. It is not going to be nearly as funny as action figure sexting roundup, but I uh, urge everyone to check that out and, and let Ben know how funny they are. I mean, at the very least, you can't beat the title. So. It's true. You, you can't beat the title. Um, but, yeah, that's over on YouTube and on uh, weirdochurch.com. Weirdochurch.com also, uh, Christmas is right around the corner, so my wish list is right there. Yeah. You can ship it right to me. If you live in Sri Lanka, you can still uh, buy me a gift. Yeah. And and should. Absolutely. Um, So make sure to check that out. Uh, We're going to be revamping some of the stuff on weirdochurch.com to make it a little more active of a site uh, soon. So look for uh, changes in the future that uh, will be for the better on there. Uh, As always... um, be sure to check out Dispatches from the Weird. The last one we did is just me and Ben, and it gets kind of uh, uh, raw, kind of um, emotional, maybe, yeah. a bit. Um, I, I've become a bit unhinged yeah. <laughs> in it, yeah. Uh, but I think it was good. It was a nice venting of uh, some stuff for me, um, but it, hopefully it was compelling for the listener. We'll get back to the usual just stupid humor soon enough, but every now and then you just need to have a little mental breakdown yeah, uh, to clear the cobwebs. It's good for the song. Uh, yeah, we're still doing that. Streamatorium's still going with the Blob is the latest one, and it was a lot of fun watching it, so uh, queue up your copy of the Blob and head to Streamatorium. Uh, Conversations with the Weird. Uh, mentioned a couple people we're hoping to get. Our newest one is with Joe Whiteford from Harley Poe. Uh, we go on quite a bit longer than our first talk with him. Uh, ben is actually involved and talks a lot about uh, custom action figure yeah. uh, modeling, which is very cool. Joe is like a fucking master of that. He has that. some beautifully grotesque stuff. Yeah, he really does. And uh, and I come in and talk about Harley Poe, so uh, yeah. it's a nice uh, melding for everyone who's a fan of Joe Whiteford and Harley, Fo- Harley Poe to check out. Uh, we're at church.com on Lono. Uh, on Lono. On Twitter, I am at Lono Saves. I need six of you people. <laughs> To sign to follow me on Twitter, 
uh, so I can break 100. And I need about 54. So yeah. And as soon it. as we're done with that campaign, we're moving on to Ian's. Um, but yeah, thanks for, uh, for joining us. And, uh, you know, hopefully, um, We Belong Dead is going to become a little more, uh, weekly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of, uh, tri-monthly or, right. or whatever it is now. Uh, just scheduling is so hard yeah. and it may end up being, uh, we belong dead with, uh, Lone Oni and, yeah. uh, we're going to talk about that after this and then we'll bring <laughs> in some more people. But, uh, I found that, uh, that having a, a partner or a co-host, uh, is a nice way for me to keep it regular. Sure. Cause I haven't done a radio Lono in, uh, <laughs> that's true. You a really long haven't. time. Yeah. I have like four playlists on my Did iPod. Did you, was I, the last one with Carl or have you, I think you've, maybe uh, you've done one maybe since Maybe one since then. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's been way too long. So yeah. Uh, I'm going to start doing more of those. God knows I'm not doing anything else. So, uh, uh, what do we, we, do, we normally end with a quote from a horror movie, right? Okay. Is that what yeah. we did last time? Yeah. Do you have one? I've got one, actually. Okay. Uh, tell your friends you love them, by the way. We try to say that in every podcast that we do with Dispatches from the Weird, but it's, it's, it, it really is far more important than you think to, to let the people in your life know that they matter. It may sound stupid and it may create an awkward moment, but I guarantee you when that person gets home, they're going to be like, that was really cool. Yeah. When Dabney told me that, you know, he appreciated me, <laughs> whoever. <laughs> but I'm telling you, it matters. So tell him that you love him. And uh, I'll let Ian have the last words with, uh, oh, i got to get the music queued up. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to ramble a little bit more until I can get the music queued up. Um, come on, Richie. <laughs> uh, this folder's not empty. Why does it say empty? Okay, uh, horror show theme. Um all right, what's uh take us out with a quote. Okay. Thank you for listening by the way to the 4 hour 31 days of horror podcast. Jesus Christ. Here on We Belong Ted and uh go. This is from the seminal flick uh 976 Evil. <laughs> Would it be possible to enter the game with a pair of hearts? There you have it. <laughs>